You are listening to the weekly podcast of Life Change Christian Church. We pray you enjoy today's message. Put your head down. You're preaching, and nobody seems to want to take heed. You're praying, 
only to see the more you pray, the more it seems folks aren't interested. You're giving, you're giving, you're giving out, but never seem to get anything back in return. You're doing so much for others, encouraging, staying up late at night, helping somebody get through. Giving sometimes your last to try to see them come through. You take on more burden, worry, stress, while those that you're taking it on sometimes don't even seem to care about their own situation. You go the extra mile and even that much more. What do you do when you run out of gas? Who fills your tank? You're going, you're traveling, you're ripping, you're running. You're exhausted. Exhausted. Is there anybody that can know where I'm coming from? For they say burnout is real. It's not something that is just a thought. It's real. Emotionally, physically, mentally, even spiritually. Emotionally wrapped in and trapped to what things others think, how people feel, and you can get exhausted trying to think of what others are thinking, what others are feeling. Emotionally burnt out, physically ripping, running, working two and three jobs just to try to make ends meet, just to try to put food on the table, just to keep a roof over your head, just to keep the car note paid, just to keep the insurance, just to fill up gas. And when it's all said and done, nothing left for you to just take a moment of self-care, physically burnt out to the point that now you have ailments and you have physical pain how about mental i mean you're going in circles around about you're trying to be at peace with everyone but only to find that there are people that are determined to not agree determined to stay contentious determined to fight determined to not want to consider, oh, who am I talking to today? I only got a couple of minutes with you, so burnout, it's real. Spiritual burnout. You go to church, you hear a word, you get prayed for, but nothing seems to happen. You keep hearing the word, but it's like going in one ear and out the other. You keep hearing what God's gonna, 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 gonna do, but never seem to Embrace what God is doing. Oh, it's real. One doctor by the name of Jake Goodman stated, an expert in mental health, 
from the United Brain Association, he adds that there are three types of burnout. This is you, Let, let's just kind of quantify and see where you may stand because burnout is real even among those who are serving the Lord. One type of burnout he calls is overload. When you drive in effort to achieve and it creates unsustainable pace and disregards your health and personal life. So you're just driving, driving, trying to achieve, trying to get, trying to consume, trying to make ends meet, trying to make people happy, trying to burn. It's overload. You're overloaded, overwhelmed. And you wonder why there's no happiness, no sense of fulfillment, no sense of achievement. Could it possibly be that you're overloaded? Did not the word of God say that he will not put that much on you that you're able to bear? That's deep. I mean, we have to look at it in its context. Sometimes we take that out of context. But I believe that God, he's given us a certain amount of time within a week, certain amount of hours in a day. Those are social constructs that we have put together. But at the end of the day, are you overloading yourself? Another burnout is under challenge. When you are unfulfilled, he says, everything around you is monotonous. You don't feel apart. You don't feel connected. You're not, you're not involved, disconnected from your passion, from your purpose, from what God has called. That's a form of burnout. Oh, I know that's real. Even as a pastor, Folks may not want to admit it, but sometimes saying thing over and over, you can get monotonous. Where's the move of God? Where's the deliverance? Where's the breakthrough? Where's the change? Where's people's lives being changed? Over and over, you're hearing the same critics, same commentary, same gossip, same stuff. Could it possibly be you burnt out? there's no growth, no development, no sense of desire. Another form of burnout is neglect. When you feel helpless, frustrated, and unable to find solutions to difficult and stressful situations. Why am I saying all of this? Why am I bringing something that affects your mental, physical, social, emotional, spiritual. It's important because if we do not get a grip of the things that we may be experiencing internally, externally, it'll affect us. Church, there's too many people dying early. There's too many pastors overstressed and overloaded. Too many taking on weights and burdens that the Lord has not asked us to carry. Too many trying to control lives that when folks don't add up and line up to what you say they ought to, which could be a form of idolatry, you do what I say, or even witchcraft, you do what I say, even if it is preaching the word and saying, telling the people what the word says, we 
have no control over what happens thereafter. If anything, that's where we trust the Holy Spirit, trust God, and be able to stay the course and trust that God has it under control. Oh, over my so many years, seeing believers burnt out, come in excited, come in with passion, come in with zeal, come in only to come in and now play the motions, say hallelujah the right times, shout the right times, scream the right times, hear the word, but never absorbing and consuming and taking it to transform lives. This is what we find in the book of Galatia, where Paul was speaking to a church who had gotten to the point where they was just doing things, trying to go back, trying to add more to the gospel, trying to make the gospel more than what it is. He had to rebuke leaders for trying to usurp certain things that was not in their realm to function in. And the church of Galatia was getting tired for those who was coming into the faith, then they was being told, well, to be a part of, you've got to do this. You've got to, does anybody understand? Have you ever been in a place where you get saved, you hear the gospel, but now all of these other things, you gotta pray, you gotta this, you gotta give your time, you gotta give, you gotta, I mean, everything has its place, but to the point where you're doing more of what folks would say the law is, Versus just keeping the gospel simple. Keeping what God says simple. We find here the theological crisis that was happening in, in Galatia and the church, mind you, in the church. That's why I call it church crisis, one string church crisis. As Paul was writing this letter to correct the heresy and to remind the church that salvation is found in Christ, in Christ alone. Not by works, not by uh, circumcision, which some believers was trying to force other believers to do as a part of being. <laughs> Heresy was coming into the church where some Jews were trying to say, if you're not a Jew, then if you're Gentile, so heresy was creeping in. How many of our churches now that we're looking for more words of self-empowerment than sometimes words from the Lord that will correct us, that will challenge us, that will say, go out and do. Using scripture for our own self-gain, we've got folks that will use the Bible and weaponize it to go against cultures, to go against genders, to go against how people, uh, judgments. Paul was dealing with being overwhelmed. He was burnt out. Take a take a journey with me. I don't have time, but through this week, take a journey in the book of Galatians. I mean, he said, come on, y'all. Who's bewitching you? How many are being like bewitched by this heresy? 
he had he was so frustrated and feeling burnt out that he had to say remind him i believe it was in like galatians 5 he had to remind him like y'all you're free why are you putting yourself back in captivity in slavery to something you've been freed from Ooh. why put on laws and put on stuff when god is christ has set you free the gospel has set you free where folks had gotten careless and callous and like what I just said, where they were so burnt out that they just started not responding. He had to remind them, hold up. We need to care about our brother or sister or at least help them through their burden. And so Paul was getting burnt out. The people was getting weary, frustrated, callous, lack of love, adding judgments was going on, critiques, crisis was happening in the church due to theological, come on somebody, a way of thinking, a way of trying to have a culture, church culture to flow with versus saying, we're in this, we're set free, through what Christ has done and now let our mission be to love, to serve, to bring others in, to show them the love of God. But all these other things were then being added. And so Paul was writing, keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the gospel simple. Let what you've received be demonstrated in love and peace. He then had to even, out of his frustration, remind them of the fruits of the Spirit. Y'all know it, Galatians 5, and he lists all the nine fruits because there was no prosperity there was no fruitfulness people was just now in it for them own self gain in it for what they could get out of in it for what they could succeed and so what Paul was addressing in, in the book of Galatians to the church of Galatia he was reminding them do not let heresy come in Judaizers or different ones come to redefine or add something to the gospel for the cross was all sufficient. For what Christ did on the cross was all sufficient for our salvation. Let me remind somebody all around the world, because sometimes we may be in situations, we may be in places, we may be in circumstances where we're trying to add so many things and we could get weary, we could get frustrated, we could uh, feel overwhelmed because we're not adding up to what the laws of the church or the or the or the uh, credentials or, or the bylaws and all of that stuff but let me encourage you the gospel is simple Christ died Christ liberated us Christ gave us and empowered us the ability to bring transformation to the that in Galatians 1, 6 through 8. 
Sometimes we're burnt out because so much weight is put upon us, even as leaders, an expectation. If we don't say it the right way, if we don't show up, if we have a bad day, if certain things don't line up, leaders, let me free you up. Don't be afraid sometimes to confront even those who may be putting pressure on you. Crazy part with this is one of the disciples, Peter, I believe, somewhere around chapters two or three, he came to Antioch and when he came, Paul confronted him because Peter was even within the church discriminating. He was saying one thing to one group and then acting a different way to another group. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Trying to live up to what some wanted him to do while switching to do what others wanted him to do in another setting. Sometimes we have to let people know what you're bringing is burden, what you're bringing is overwhelming. Some things stop taking on the burdens of other people. You're not Jesus. Some stuff that the only the Holy Spirit can do, let the Holy Spirit do. Go to bed. You don't have to pick up the phone every time someone calls. Oh, I'm talking to those who are burnt out doing the right things, doing the good things, doing the things that seems to be commendable in a pattern. Sometimes we could be doing that just for our own self-affirmation, but quit it. That's not God. Be able to be free to be able to free yourself to hear, get more download from God. Not to be burdened with other people's mess. That you become the human receptacle for somebody's trash while they continue to create trash. It's one thing to clean up. It's another thing to just keep adding on. You know recycling, spiritual recycling been for no one. And Paul had to remind even leaders within this church and book, stop burdening yourselves. Don't get burnt out over stuff that does not matter to what the gospel is about. Gossip, where chairs should be placed, who's gonna preach, who's gonna sing, who's gonna, who, who outlook, who outdress, who out, shut that down. oftentimes people can be in the presence and not be present oh that was good somebody could be in the presence but not present check where people are check where you're at burnt out lastly Paul was holding them down where their traditions tried to cause them to go back how many are just going off the traditions, going to church because it's just the traditional thing to do? 
dressing up because it's the traditional thing to do, shouting just because it's the tradition, and there's no God in it. Oh, I know you're burnt out, seeing the same thing over, no change, no transformation, no difference. But I'm here to challenge the church. It's time to lift your head up. And what Paul was doing in this, while he acknowledged the burnt out, when he acknowledged the frustration, he acknowledged the problem, but he did not leave them, flip it, switch it. He did not leave them to fend for themselves, but he picked it up. <laughs> He picked it up in Galatians chapter. Let me let, let me just see where, where he picked it up at. And he picked it up. Uh-huh. And he said, do not get weary. Mm-hmm. In well doing. Uh-huh. But in due season, uh-huh. Oh, I feel Pentecostal this morning. You will reap a harvest, uh-huh, if you do not faint. I'm here to remind somebody that even in burnt out, burnout is not give up. Burnout is when you're tired. But what Paul was saying was that sometimes you may get burnt out. Sometimes you may get frustrated. Sometimes you may feel like giving up. Sometimes it may feel like everything, like you're hitting your head against a wall, trying to see transformation happen, even within your own church and within your own family. Sometimes, let me even get that much more personal in your own self. And you keep running in and keep finding yourself doing the same thing when you know it's, it, you don't want to do wrong, but you keep going back to it and trying to do right. And it seems like you, you, you're not getting anywhere further. The more you go forward, the much more steps should go back. But Paul wanted to remind them that in the midst of all that's going on, in the midst of the tiredness, in the midst of the weariness, in the midst of all of the extremes, he said, do not get weary. I want to talk to somebody before I leave to say to somebody, because I woke up this morning and I had already thought that what God had given me was where he was going to take me to talk about spiritual warfare and to talk about the governmental systems and the principalities and the systems of, of, of government. That's a principality and authorities, that's rulers and, and, and those things that kind of crept in spiritually. But I woke up this morning and I heard a download to don't get weary. And so whoever's watching, whether you're around the world, whether you're in Israel, whether you're in Palestine, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in Africa, whether you're in Jamaica, or whether you're right here within our nation. And over this past week, oh my God, I was getting, even myself, maybe it's for me, but I was getting weary. I broke down in tears just watching people's lives and people being shot and people's loved ones being lost by senseless gun violence and then turn on the news and see children being pulled out of rubbles and, and my God, families being taken and so on and so forth. Oh! You can get weary. Sometimes you can want to give up. Sometimes you'll say, God, where are you? What's going on? But 
I came this morning because I woke up with a word and I woke up just to remind you as I close, wherever you are, I'm talking about big things, some things you have no control over. You can't go to Israel. You can't go to Palestine. You can't go to certain things and hearing about somebody getting a drive by and a young person getting mowed down by a car and now he's in the hospital, his life's at stake. My God, for the people in Maine, we pray for Maine this morning, for the loved ones who have lost loved ones and for the children who now have don't have father who was there and my God, to the deaf community that's experiencing trauma. Oh, sometimes you can get weary. Sometimes you may get overwhelmed. Sometimes you may feel burnt out. Sometimes you may get overloaded. Sometimes you may feel like there's no, my God, energy. But what can you do when you're going through burnout? I'm here to remind you, like Paul did to the church of Galatia. Do not get weary. Let me say it again. Do not get weary. Church, do not get weary. But keep on. Oh my God. He told them, keep on. And I'm here to say to you, keep on. Keep on. Keep on. Oh, I got to get up because I, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel the presence of the Lord. Because somebody felt like giving in the towel. But weary is different from quitting. He didn't say don't quit. Because see, some of us won't leave a church. Some of us won't leave a relationship. Some of us won't leave a job. Some of us won't leave a situation. So I'm not talking about quitting. But I'm talking about you're still there, but you're burning. You're still there, but burnt out. You're still there, but going through the motions. You're still there, but not giving your, your best. 100% I'm here to say church don't get weary say it like you mean it out there say it to yourself don't get weary say it like you mean it don't get weary don't get weary don't get weary say it like you mean it don't get weary yeah, don't get, don't you lose hope, don't quit, God knows what you're going through, God knows where you're at, God knows your intentions, God knows what you can take, He knows what you can handle, so I'm here to remind you that if you get weary, in the same book he wrote pick up your fruit <laughs> he reminded you of the fruit you may need to start eating fruit for your substance the fruit of the spirit which is love which is my god long 
suffering, which is patience, which is my God faith. My God, don't get weary. Don't you get weary. Don't you faint. For in due season. Thank you, Barbara. Any other comments? Any other comments coming through? I see you, Pastor Lawrence. Anyone else? Before I close, who am I talking to? Stacy, if you're watching, don't get weary. Diane, don't get weary. Pamela, don't get weary. Shay, don't get weary. Minister Clark, don't you dare get weary. My God, Pastor, my God, uh, don't get weary. Pastor James, don't get weary. Uh, Pastor Perry, don't you get weary after 35 years. Don't you quit. Uh, my God, let me remind you, if you don't get weary, if you don't get weary, you will reap a harvest. I'm going to ask this question. Because if they got wearied, it would not have happened. Y'all remember Moses. What if Moses got weary? Then a million people would not have been delivered out of Egypt and gone through a Red Sea. What if Esther would have got weary? Then folks would have died. A nation would have perished. I'm so thankful that Esther didn't get weary. What if David got weary? Then there would have not been a knockdown of a giant. What if David would have got weary? Then the bigger they came, the harder they wouldn't have fell. So David's a reminder. Even if it's giants all over the land, don't you get weary. Hey, hey. I'm getting choked up here. Because I'm just thinking, what if folks got weary? I wouldn't be where I am today. So I want to thank my mother. Even with addictions to drugs, she was wary, but she didn't give up. I want to thank God that my grandmother, when the state wanted to take me, she didn't get wary. Oh, God, thank you. When folks left me, when folks wasn't in agreement with me, when folks wasn't down with me, when folks criticized me, there was some folks in my corner that did not get weary. Help! And I just want to thank you, Lord, that you put the right people, the right time, the right place, the right scenario, the right situation that will keep Moses' hands up and not get weary. So I want to say to somebody, if you're Aaron, if you're Miriam, thank you for holding up the leaders who is getting weary. Thank you for undergirding in prayer, for undergirding 
with the word of encouragement, for undergirding with just your presence, just undergirding with just a note of thank you. Pastor Lawrence, I want to apologize because you text me this week and I didn't get back to you, but I'm going to publicly say thank you for undergirding for just thinking about me, for just saying I'm praying, for just saying keep on keeping on, for just saying I got your back. I wanna say to somebody, cause I'm trying to get out of here, don't get weary. Hey, 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 hey. I got interrupted because I started thinking times when I got weary. Folks were there for me. Folks were there for me. But what if Jesus got weary in the garden of Gethsemane? None of us would have been here to thank him. There would be no salvation. So take a 30 second station break and just thank Jesus for him not getting weary in the garden even though he said lord if it be your will let this cup pass but it ain't get weary hey what if Martin luther king would have got weary what if rosa parks would have got weary what if my god ella baker would have got weary what if frederick douglas would have got weary what if harry tubman would have got weary what if grandma you would have got weary and not took in your grandchildren? What if mama you got weary and you saw your son locked up and you saw the death of some of your children and you saw drugs coming in and out of your house? What if you would have got weary? But I want to thank God that you did not give up. You may have got weary. But I want to remind you in closing, be not weary in well-doing, for it's a promise, it's a promise, it's a promise, it's a promise. You could take this to God, cause it's a promise, it's a promise to your children's children, to the next generation, to yourself, that when you get weary, you will reap a harvest if, that's a big word right there, if, somebody just say if, two letters, I, F, if, if, you better get an if out of your vocabulary, get it out, take it out, don't even imagine it, just say, who is who is watching today it's gonna happen it's got to happen it sure enough will happen might not be in your lifetime it may not be where you see it but your eyes haven't seen your ears ain't hearing what God is working in and working out and working through take it out the equation you will not Thank, say I will not thank. You can't thank. You're too strong to thank. God's giving you too much to thank. God's giving you His strength. God's giving you His supply. 
God's given you the refuge. God's given you as a protector. God is your strength. God is your strong tower. God is your protector. God is your redeemer. God is the one that cares when nobody else would say it, when nobody else would show it. God will carry you. And, and sometimes, just sometimes, when you think you was all alone, the psalmist of the strong writer said, just look back. And when you thought it was just you, there was someone else called the Holy Spirit carrying you through. So, if by chance you think you're going to think, get this word and be reminded that sometimes I might get weary, but I will not quit. Because just like Moses, just like David, just like Esther, just like my God, Deborah, just like Joseph, just like Rahab, just like Mary, ah, just like so many others, opinions came, people talked, situations looked messy, the culture was against them, words was against them, but they dared not to faint, just say I will not faint, I will not die, but I will see, I will see, I will see, I will see the blessings of the Lord in the land of the living. Woo. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and just say, thank you. Lift up your hands and receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I decree, let it come down. Holy Spirit, fresh anointing. Fresh wind. Give them energy. Lord, get them out of the reserves. Where their tank is half full. A little fill them up. <laughs> fill, fill, fill. Fill that tank up. Give them glory back. Give them joy back. Give the peace back. Give the sense of direction back. Give the focus back. Give the Lord God, my God, the joy back. Restore the joy of their salvation. Somebody come on and give them a praise. Hallelujah. 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 And with that, we leave you. That when your back is against the wall and you don't know, hang on in there. Keep your head up. Ooh, child, I believe Tubacca once somebody said it's gonna get easier. It's gonna get brighter. You know why? Because you serve a God that has everything under control. So until next week, share, tag, like, get the word out. Invite, tell people, and we'll see you every day. We've got a post coming out. We've got something coming out to encourage you to keep your head up. It's got to get better. It is better. Because greater is he than he that is in the world. We love you.
love you. God bless you right here. Life Change Virtual Church. Till next. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.